This is episode number 23 of Broadband the Podcast, and today's guest is Sharon Brewster of Brewster Branding. Welcome to Broadband, a podcast created to showcase businesswomen who share insights and lessons learned about their journeys to self-employment. Here's your host, Denise Kowalczyk. Hello, this is Broadband the Podcast, and I'm Denise Kowalczyk. Thanks so much for checking out the show. And um, this is a brand new episode, and I'm very excited to be here. This is your first time visiting. Welcome. And I created this show to share some of the stories about some amazing women who are pursuing their dreams as, well, solopreneurs. Um, Our conversations typically include a look back at how they got started, and I also try to tap into some of their wisdom, you know, their insights on how to, I don't know, sort of capitalize on their lessons learned so you can do your best as a solopreneur. And every time I talk to one of my guests, I leave with a nugget of wisdom. I I leave feeling inspired and I thank them for their generosity. And I hope that you too, as a listener, are having a similar experience because, you know, that's what Broadband the Podcast is all about. Um, I want to also excitedly share that this show is sponsored in part by Bookkeeping Town a bookkeeping service provider in Rhode Island that also offers free online learning opportunities. You can learn more by visiting bookkeepingtown.com. And of course, as always, I will include a link in the show notes. On today's show, my guest is Sharon Brewster. She is the CEO of Brewster Branding, an agency that helps take businesses and their teams to the next level by combining business marketing, communications, and design thinking to develop meaningful, differentiated, and authentic brands for companies, both big and small. Here's Sharon Brewster. Sharon! Hi, good morning. Welcome to Broadband! (laughs) Thank you, good morning. For all of us watching this via video, you will see the bling bling sparkle-ness, because that is Sharon Brewster. Okay, so we are going to get right down to it. (laughs) What is Brewster Branding, Sharon? So we are, we're a creative agency. We build brands that build business. A lot of our clients are small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, women entrepreneurs especially, but we work with everyone that is interested in sharing their message, their story um, through visuals. So we make logos, websites, and just having a good time helping people. Telling their story in a visual way, right? Yeah, in a visual way. (laughs) Yeah, in a visual way. Um, And just a full disclosure that Sharon and I are buds and also we are professional colleagues. So we've just started working together on some various projects and we plan on taking over the world. No, only kidding. (laughs) Doing some really good stuff in the world when it comes to visual branding and telling stories using the digital platform to do that. But this is not a commercial. This is about Sharon you so let's get back to you um how many years have you been doing this so i've been doing this for more than 20 years since 1998 and so i'm still 19 (laughs) 
why did you pick this trade? I mean, clearly it's something you love because you've been doing it for almost two decades. So um, I picked it because I always wanted to have my art help people. So I was always very creative growing up and winning art contests. And I started to study respiratory therapy. And one day I realized it wasn't for me. And it happened over time, but I, I just knew that wasn't my thing. Like I really wanted to be doing a creative work and a friend of mine was studying interior design. And once I saw that, I said, I need to get back into my art. And I just felt I had more to give um, through that, through that medium. And, you know, being a creative person, growing up, pl playing the piano, I just know what art and creativity does for people. And so I feel like I can just provide more for folks in that regard. I think everybody who's been in a hospital is appreciative that I am not a respiratory therapist. <laughs> no self world. No but you're right. Creativity is the foundation of everything, you know, and so in so many um, facets of living. So I totally concur and understand where you're coming from on that. So what would you say are the top three reasons why a small business owner like myself would work with you as opposed to someone else who does similar services? So I think the top three reasons, my differentiators, one, I also have a background in clinical work. So I've studied marriage and family therapy. So I used um, a psychological approach that allows me to understand audience segmentation in a deeper way. So I look at the behaviors of people that clients are targeting to figure out what words resonate with them. So when I do brand assessments, I draw that information out. And then as you know, we work together. I provide all of that all ticked and tied and neatly packaged up for you so that you can work your magic. So that's one reason is just the, the psychological piece that I can offer. The other piece is that in creative strategy sessions, you know, I that's why I really get jazzed about people's ideas. And so, you know, I'm all HIPAA compliant, so I'm not going to tell anybody the person's next great idea. So it all stays with me. Um, you know, I, I really do, you know, value people's um, privacy and I'm honored that they trust me with their brand development. So anyhow, the creative strategy sessions to just let the ideas flow and to just, you know, foster that environment and help people um, bring ideas out that's just kind of buried in them. And the third piece is... I have the experience and the skill. I, I invest in technology. So anything that's new uh, and relevant and will provide value, will add value to what a client's doing, I'm investing in it, whether that's my education, whether it's a computer, um, software and apps. I'm not using data, material, and content, forcing people to fit into my box, but I'm expanding so that I can offer more. I love that lifelong learner. And I'll say to our audience, our listeners and viewers, having worked with you, I have been witness to that brilliance of how you work with a client easily and put them at ease to talk about some really important stuff. Because I, I, I talk to a lot of business owners in my work and even myself as a business owner, being able to articulate visually who you are and what you offer, a lot of us don't have that skill set to really make that leap. I mean, I provide a little sliver of that enough to get me in trouble with my clients. That's a joke. Um, but I don't know the depth of knowledge to really fully articulate that. So um, I admire you for that skill set. So if you could go back to your younger self, what kind of advice would you give yourself about going into business? 
the advice I would give myself is to live in multiple cities. That'd be the only thing. What's what's behind that? So my thinking behind that is Boston is a fantastic place, but there are many fantastic places and you learn a lot through travel. And one of my most inspiring um, trips was visiting um, a museum in Atlanta and just, you know, getting lost curb to curb, museum to museum and the level of inspiration. My family fell asleep in a car because I stayed in the museum so long. Don't worry, my husband was with the children. Nobody was unattended, everybody was okay. But, you know, that's a lot of creativity to take in. And I realized, you know, with that question, the only thing that I would, you know, tell myself is not to just travel more, but live somewhere different, more frequently. You know, it's okay. You don't, yeah, a move doesn't have to be permanent. So, two years here, three years there, you know, living abroad. That's what I would say, because I think that that experience would bring a different level of richness um, sooner in my career. I love that. Been there, done that. And when I listen to you, yes, I've lived on the East Coast for half my life in different spots. I've lived on the West Coast uh, for the other half of my life. I've traveled. I've had the privilege and blessing to be able to travel um, to other countries. And just having that expansive experience, it just it just feeds us in our creativity. So right on. Okay, if you could go, let's say five or ten years into the future, what would your future self say to you when you met with one another? Oh, my future self would say thank you. <laughs> Because I, I, and I say that seriously, because I know the steps that I'm taking today. So my future self would definitely be saying thank you. I don't think it would be like a warning type of message or anything like that. I think it would be more um, like an aha kind of moment, you know, more like an enlightened. enlightened. Maybe a little high five too. Yeah. I like me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, let's hope so because you're talking to yourself, right? <laughs> um, who's um, influenced you professionally? Oh, professionally. Oh, wow. The person who influenced me professionally, her name is Melissa Langham. So Melissa is the first person. Everybody should thank her. Melissa is the person who is who showed me T is for type or T is for tool. There was a program called PageMaker and she would have me say that and she would show me how to make a text box, the very, very basics of design, right? She was the the equivalent of teaching a baby how to walk. I knew I wanted to do it. I just got into the program and she is the person that was already making graphics and we were um, volunteering for a mutual event and, and nonprofit. And she just took the time to show me right there at Kinko's in Boston. And we have a mutual connection named Tony Anderson. And Tony was my mentor at the time when I was in college. And he's the one that empowered me to make the jump from respiratory therapy into graphic design. And Melissa's the person that inspired me. And I said, I want to be like her. And she was an engineer and she was successful. And now she says, oh, the student surpassed the teacher. But she is definitely a brilliant mind. I tell everybody she's the smartest person I'd I'd literally ever met. Graduated high school at 15, highly accomplished in what she does. Extremely humble. That's who inspired me. She's the one that gave me the drive. 
And so periodically when we check in, I, I just remind her of that. I tell her everybody should really thank you because if it hadn't been for Melissa and Tony, I could have easily been doing good work in a hospital, but not really fulfilling what I think is more along with my destiny. Oh, that's a great story. That is such a great story. So when was your moment when you realized, you know, I've got this. I, I understand what's happening here. I've got this. Um, I don't know. I think I might have been about three or four. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I think, you know, I had to do a high school interview and the, re the recommendations that came from, you know, my previous principals. The, uh, the words were determination. And my first job was sweeping my dad's commercial tenant's floor for his um, for his hair salon. And I would say, I got to go to work. I, I, that's my job. I got to go do my job. And, you know, I just knew what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I lived in the safety of community and family and, you know, my dad owned the building. So I, you know, run to the next, you know, to the guy next door and Russell say, Russell, you know, can I sweep the floor? I'm here to, I'm here to work. I'm here to work. And so he would measure me so I could see how tall I was, which I'm very short now. <laughs> so <laughs> stop growing not too long after that, I guess. But I always had that determination and drive. And then at that point, I felt like I had it. My dad would let me drive, you know, right, like fake drive, you know, so I'm like holding the wheel. I learned how to drive that way too, yes. Right, so, you know, doing that, and I always felt like I had that support, like, I've got this. There was, it didn't come from me later in life. It was always, it was just put in me because we were in a family business and we were just always around each other. And, and my, both my parents, they just poured that into me very early. It doesn't mean that there haven't been moments that I'm like, oh, do I have this? But <laughs> that's but the moment. Having that moment to recognize that you knew that so early on in your life and, and you lived that from a young age um, is a really cool thing. So I think that's pretty amazing. So. Well, thank you. I will say that it doesn't mean that there's not moments you look around like, do I have this? <laughs> But I have the foundation. That's what I say. I have the foundation. My family, they gave me the best foundation. And my parents gave me the best siblings. Because I have 10 other people I can ask questions to. <laughs> that will sound like our parents. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that to me, that's part of why I feel I've got this. I have one question. I know I'll call one sister. I got one question. I'll talk to this brother or to this nephew. And they all give an answer that sounds like what I need from that particular parent. Oh, I love that. I love that. How do you celebrate your wins? Oh, my goodness. It's a celebration over here. You know, <laughs> it is a celebration Bye. over here. Um I just kind of live in gratefulness anyway and thankfulness. Um, but I do celebrate wins. A lot of times I give people stuff, even if it's our win, right? I just, I've, I feel like I've, if I've gotten a client and the launch is successful, they're happy, I'm happy. I find that I, I end up giving. Mm. That's really what I find. I end up giving, whether it's a package, um, it's a surprise for, for the person, 
right? When it's a big win, um, sometimes it might be a branded item, um, you know, just for them, you know, something embroidered with their logo. I'm celebrating that win, but I, I want something that goes beyond that day so that we remember that. And if I get myself something, the whole house is going to be cluttered, you know. <laughs> so, How did you kind of pat yourself on the back, too? Absolutely. You know, the the moment of what they what is it called? Prestige from that movie, The Prestige. That moment for me is when I show clients the work and they're happy. Right. Like that reveal. That's really it for me. After that, it's just like, you know, it's just party city after that. You know, it's work and it's celebration. But that that's really my moment is when they are happy after I present concepts to them. And, you know, they either they make a decision or we're going a little bit further. But a good concept, a presentation where the concepts go over well, that's my moment of celebration. That is such a great thing. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, getting that email response from a client to get their feedback on your work. And they say, I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yes, thank goodness. Because you don't want them to say, I hate it. I mean, you do. So, you know, you're not on the right path. But when you get the kudos and appreciation and acknowledgement, you're like, okay, it's working here. We're working together and collaborating on this. So that is totally cool. Broadband the Podcast is a production of CTD Creative Consulting. And as your personal digital publicist, I work with you to build awareness about the brilliant thing that you and only you are bringing into the world. And I do this in a few ways. Write compelling copy for your website or engaging blogs to build awareness about your expertise. Leverage social media like LinkedIn to strengthen your social currency. I create e-newsletters to share out information about your offers. And we work together to seek interview opportunities on podcasts and blogs to build your credibility that will lead to getting you in front of potential clients. As your very own publicist, We get this good word out about your services in a way that motivates people to want to learn more about what you do. And in turn, this helps grow your business. I help you use the digital space to connect with your clients. So if you're ready to connect the dots to your success, let's start with a chat. What advice would you share with someone who's thinking about starting their own business? Do it. Do it. Don't wait. Do the proper paperwork. Even if it doesn't seem easy, set up the paperwork. Go go do your filing. Don't start on the wrong foot and say, I'll fix it in a couple years when I get going because I don't know how it's going to work out. The best thing you can do, and it all comes back to foundation, is set up a strong foundation for your business. And it doesn't matter what that business is. That way, when you start making money, you don't have to retrofit the structure of your business. And if you're not sure if an LLC works for you, all of those things, there are professionals who will give you the best advice, the most appropriate advice. So the best thing you can do is set up a good structure for your business as soon as you know you want to start one. And don't let lack of funds be the thing to stop you from making a good decision because it will cost you more if you don't make a good decision. (laughs) So, you know, we live in a state where it's, you know, a certain cost to set up an LLC. 
but it could be worse. You got to think about what it offers you, what protection it offers you. Exactly. So I would just say, you know, talking to the right people and just setting things up right. That's what I would tell anyone wanting to start a business beyond logos and color schemes and all that. The common factor all businesses have is being properly, properly registered and secured. Yeah, get your operations in order. And there's so many nonprofits, agencies, organizations that offer those tools and resources. So I think that's very solid advice. Thank you. Um, what would you say surprised you the most as a business owner? What surprised me the most? Um, I grew up in family business. So I think my expectation is that it is going to be a lot of work. I think what surprised what surprises me the most is I don't I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever had like just a shock. But I think that just has to do with how I deal with surprises. <laughs> so okay. so, that, that, so I know it's I knew it was gonna be work. Um I would just say maybe it's how how things flow. You know, how 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 much business is impacted by what's going on around it. You can have the best laid plans, but if everything else is going on around you, you know, just having to always adapt. I think that's probably the thing that's always keeping me on my toes is that every day you wake up, what's going on in the market, the media, the community, society, that's going to drive your business. And it's really nothing you can do about that except adapt and grow. And so I would say that's probably the most um, shocking thing. But I know it, but doing it and waking up saying, whoa, okay, here's a change. Now what do I do? And you do it. And you do it. Just like you said earlier, just do it. Oh, that sounds like a familiar tagline. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you feel about the word ambition? And do you consider yourself ambitious? I do. I do. I like the word. And, and similar to you, I love words in a sense that I love their meaning and I also love how words look. I love the letter formation, all that matters to me. And there's certain positive adjectives I love more than others because I just like how they look and how they make me feel <laughs> when I look at them. So a word like ambitious, ambition, um, that does stand out to me. I think it's a word that can be, a, it can be leveraged um, for our life. It doesn't have to stop. We don't have to stop being ambitious. So so I do like that word. What is the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Oh, the bravest thing. The bravest thing I've ever done in my life is having children. (laughs) And and Amen (laughs) to that. (laughs) I say that with all sincerity because anyone who, who has been around me knows that if you're close to me, I don't like getting those, um, what is it, the IVs, right? I know this is why I should not have been in respiratory therapy. I don't <laughs> like, I just don't like that. And having kids, all of the, the, I like when they get here and I love having them. Like, that's great. But there is a real physical risk that, you know, that you take. And that is one, that is like, Wow, if I can do that, I can do anything. <laughs> Another high five moment. 
<laughs> and that's just getting them in the car seat and bringing them, bringing them back. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm having a flashback when I brought my 17 year old daughter home from the hospital with her father. OMG, we were, I think I begged the nurses in the maternity waiting, can I, can I please just live here? <laughs> like, no, Denise, you need to go home. You're going to be okay. People do this all the time. You're going to be okay. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Total switching gears here, but, uh, how much time do you spend on professional development? You touched on it a little bit earlier in our conversation, but how much time do you spend learning about things and um, what kind of resources can you share with our viewers and our listeners about those things? Sure. Um, I would say at minimum, I spend two to three hours a week um, learning something. So, you know, I leverage webinars, um, all the free trainings possible. There's so many places that have low cost or, you know, free training. So I do take advantage of that. Um, of course, all the names are like escaping me <laughs> quickly. <laughs> okay, so so Udemy pops into mind. Um, and then there's another one. I would tell somebody, Google that, right? And that will come up and then their competitors will come up. That's what I would say to do, you know, to do that, because I do like to give, you know, tangible answers. Um, I also recommend if there is an opportunity to take a course at a college or university online. And it's something that isn't super expensive necessarily, but it, it just gives you a strong toolkit to do things correctly rather than try to figure it out. And then that way you'll have some support, right? Because you'll have a, a solid professor and other people and, and you can build your network too that way. I recommend that. I do that. You know, I, I, I feel like I benefit from that. I don't think at this point everything requires going back for a degree for me, but I would tell somebody if you're looking to, to grow and to learn, you do have to put in a little bit of time each week because things change rapidly. I did a presentation two weeks ago and that data was two weeks old two weeks ago. I did the same presentation last night and I had to pivot because that particular audience, remember audience segmentation, um, had less, had a different ratio than what I had expected. So I was, so I flipped the presentation. I did the back half of the presentation first because that was more relevant to that group. And then, you know, I gave them some, you know, some added benefits with the additional information, the stats. And it's just, you know, now that information is now 30 days old, right? So now I have to do research. I have to stay relevant. And the times prove that we have to stay relevant because everything changes so quickly. You know, some things are eternal truths. Two plus two is four and no more. <laughs> but <laughs> there are other things that just change constantly and we have to pivot. We have to pivot because that helps people recognize our, va our, our value, right? If they know that they can come to us as a reliable source, then we've cut out five steps for them and we, and we built brand loyalty that way. And that circles back into your earlier comment about being flexible and adaptable. So there it is right there <laughs> in the truth of a situation. Um, 
What would you say, you mentioned uh, tools uh, a second ago. What would you say is your number one tool that you use as a business owner? Laptop. <laughs> Laptop. I mean, the start of the day, right? If there's nothing else in the world, it's brush your teeth, laptop. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> yes, but having the gear and the tools um, makes a world of difference. And now is uh, one of the many lessons learned over the past 2020 with the pandemic is that the work from home virtual workspace is going to be probably... Um, very, very prevalent, if not a majority of situations for many workers. So yes, laptop it is. What is your professional vision? My professional vision? Um, my professional vision, a big piece of it is to be a fantastic employer. I, that is so important to me, is to structure this business right so when I am able to onboard people that they want to be part of what's being done. And so what that means to me is, what am I offering people beside a salary? How am I supportive of their vision? And so that means first you're hiring the right people, but then that means that I'm taking the, the time now and I'm having meetings now with people on what it takes, what I need to have in place to attract that level of talent and what I can offer them because everything isn't money. It's a big piece of it. That is a big piece of it. But it's also some other benefits that make sense that would say I'd rather work with Sharon with Brewster Branding than this other person. Oh, so, you're going to teach me a thing or two because I'm having um, a similar vision or intention of expanding my business and bringing on a team of some sort. And you're absolutely right. Having your vision articulated, what environment and culture do you want to have in your business? Finding the best fit, um, meaning does it line up with someone else's intention and vision, right? Exactly, exactly. And I have a fantastic team. So it means what do I do for them and what can I offer them because as we grow, there is an expectation of, well, I'm working with this person, but what is it doing for my goals too? So out of the three people on my current team, two of them have their own business. And the other one also does contract work. And I'm very supportive of that. So, you know, and so I think that the concept of being an employer in my mind isn't that I want to lock someone in and prevent them from doing something. If you're a great, um, you know, you're a great administrator, then I'd rather you grow an administrative business and just send me the, the best person on your team that I can leverage. I don't think that it has to be this, you know, you're locked in and you can only make this amount and I'm going to get as much as I can out of you. That I don't want that to be my model at all. I want to add to people. Um, because I can't tell clients to do that, and then I'm not doing that. So that you're familiar with the strength-based approach. Yep. So um, I'm familiar, and I'm in a in a program right now, cohort, where a big part of it is strength-based. That whole philosophy of not trying to fill the gaps of someone's 
missing components, but identifying where they're really super strong and leveraging that so they can do more and do, and do better in the world. So totally get that. So I have one final question for you. Is actually a series of questions. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> and what is your favorite flower? Oh, orange roses. Boom. Oh, yeah. orange, not red. No. Yeah. Orange I like, roses. <laughs> like a peach, but orange. Okay, orange roses. It is. Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. <laughs> Emphatically. Would you visit Tahiti or Paris? Paris. Okay. <laughs> my friends. Okay. Um, are you an intention setter or goal getter? Ooh, she's a goal getter. <laughs> All right. Of course she is. That's so excellent. And do you have a favorite quote you can share with us? A favorite quote. I really don't have, a, I don't have a favorite quote. One of my brothers said something, but I don't think it's a, a quote for for this platform. It's, it's not anything derogatory or anything like that, but it's a way that he tells me not to fall for things. He just has a way of saying that. It is what it is. Is okay. it, he, he says it in a much different way, but if you sense or feel something, don't get fooled into someone telling you that that's not what it is. But he just says it in a different way. But that resonated with me. He told me that when I was about 26. And, you know, that that really stuck with me. It was a phone conversation. He said, don't let that happen. And someone tell you it's something different, whatever it is. Right. If you're feeling it, you're experiencing it, you're hearing it, you know, yeah, like that's what it is. Don't there's no doubt, you know, forget the rose colored lenses. And he's just a real, you know, cut and dry person when it, he has a whole lot of fun. But that's his way. So it's so that's it's it's for me, it's a quote in my mind. And it's a, something that I, I kind of live with. And um, I'm glad he gave you that one. <laughs> The way he says it, it's I don't want to put it on the video. <laughs> well, Sharon, thank you so much. This has been such a treat to spend this time with you and learn a little bit more um, about you and you yourself as a businesswoman and as a person. So thank you so much for being here on Broadband. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon, for sharing a bit of your story with us today. I love how family means the most to her and how they have helped her find her place in the world. I also admire her approach to being flexible and adaptable to life's experiences and that she loves being a lifelong learner. She can uh, learn um, more and more as she goes through that experience, as we all do. And you can learn more about her and all of her services by visiting her website, BrewsterBranding.com. I am excited, so excited that Broadband the Podcast TV is now available on YouTube. I'm going to be sharing many of these conversations I've shared with you, with you here on the podcast, but on video. And I'm going to put a link to that channel. Please subscribe. I would love it. Have a great day. And thanks so much for uh, listening to Broadband. It's a podcast about women in business sharing their wisdom. And on the next show, Isis Latham is our guest. Thanks again to 
Sharon of Brewster Branding for sharing some of her time and her wisdom with us. I also want to give a shout out of thanks to Melody Vision for the show's theme music. Until next time, I'm going to close with this quote. Having somewhere to go is home. Having someone to love is family. And having both is a blessing. Thanks again for joining me on Broadband, the podcast. You have a great week. You've been listening to Broadband, a podcast showcasing the inspiring stories of businesswomen about their successful journeys in building their businesses. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about the show, be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the website. Thanks for listening.